When the Marines entered Marja, they planned to combat the Taliban with a comprehensive counterinsurgency campaign. They went in with overwhelming force, and they had more Afghan soldiers and police officers as partners than in any previous mission. Some Marine officers said they had achieved catastrophic success. Now that, that, I don't know about that one. I've got to try that out on some friends. I'm having a catastrophic success with this. Now, it's now clear that the Taliban fighters were regrouping. Many also took a break to participate in the harvest of opium-producing poppies, which pays more per day than working for the insurgency. This is getting more and more surreal, right? We're putting people in jail, ruining lives over, over taking and selling heroin. We have this whole world effort to stop drugs, and yet... <laughs> The Taliban is taking off from, you know, screwing us over in Marja to raise poppies. The insurgents resumed planting improvised explosive devices on the rutted dirt roads after they planted opium, and small units of of, of fighters started shooting at Marine foot patrols. Their most significant response has been to threaten and sometimes attack residents who have sought to participate in reconstruction programs or work with the Afghan government. You know, this is how vicious these people are. One elder was beheaded after attending a meeting with the district governor. That'll put a pall on uh, local cooperation. Five more were murdered after another gathering. All told, there have been a dozen cases of retaliatory killings of civilians and many more incidents of people being assaulted or receiving threatening letters under their doors at night, according to U.S. officials. Yeah. Well, before the Marja operation, this is again one of my favorite sobriquets from Afghanistan, where Crystal pledged to deliver a government in a box that would provide basic services to the population with the hope of winning its allegiance. The box has turned out to be largely empty. This is kind of a magic trick, isn't it? Here, see? Box full of government, full of hope, full of progress. Open it up in Marja, it's empty! Marja's chief uh, official, Haji Zahir, who spent four years in a German prison for attempting to murder his stepson, this is our man in Marja, is regarded by some of the civilian reconstruction advisor here as an ineffective manager with a proclivity for lengthy siestas. So Karzai is dealing secretly with the Taliban, and our man in Marja, who tried to kill his stepson, is asleep. Well, Pete, I know that uh, we don't want to bring up the oil spill more than we have to. Oh, I'm, I've just been, I mentioned earlier, I'm doing nothing but oil spill. I'm yeah. covered with that story. I know, it's really something. But, but here's a sidebar that I thought was the gastronomical um, results of this oil spill have been that our president went down to a Gulfport, mm-hmm. Mississippi, right? right? Went down and he had to eat. I mean, politicians have to eat pretty uncomfortable things. I mean, there's pizza and there's hot dogs and all of that. But our president submitted himself to, in Orange Beach, Alabama, crab claws. Okay, that's all right. Crawfish tails. Uh, Ribs. Yeah, cool. And nachos. All together at the same time. Yeah, I think I'm going to, excuse me. (laughs) A poor old bloated Barack Obama. But what's so weird about it is they're all pieces of animals. They're just the claws and the tails and the ribs. And the nachos. Those those poor animals lost their nachos. They cut their nachos off just, just to feed our president. I think it's pretty weird. I've got to believe that BP stands for bad publicity. 
While President Obama insists that the federal government is firmly in control of the response to the BP spill in the Gulf, people in the coastal communities in Louisiana and Alabama know an inconvenient truth. BP, not the president, controls the response. In fact, people on the ground say things are out of control. Even worse, BP is using federal agencies to shield itself from public accountability. This is part of the growing scandal. How much is the White House covering for BP and why? For example, the thin red line marking the federal flight restrictions of 3,000 feet over the oiled Gulf region has just been jumped to include the coastal barrier islands off Alabama. All of a sudden. There's only one reason for that, a pilot observed. BP doesn't want the media taking pictures of oil on the beaches. You should see the oil that's about six miles off the coast, he said grimly. So the federal government is working with BP to keep people from taking pictures? Oh, my uh, well, the pilot said, we look down at the um, wavy orange booms surrounding the islands below us. The pilot shook his head and said, there's no way those booms are going to stop what's offshore from hitting those beaches. And BP knows this as well. The booms can only deflect oil under the calmest of sea conditions, not barricaded. So they have stepped up their already aggressive effort to control what the public sees. And it ain't going to work. A few days later, the jig was up with the booms. Yeah. The boom, it's now bust. The booms are bust. Oil was making landfall in four states, and even BP can't be everywhere at once. CBS's 60 Minutes found entire sections of boom hung up in marsh grasses two feet above the water off Venice. On the same day on the other side of Barataria Bay, Louisiana Bayou Keeper documented pools of oil and oiled pelicans inside the boom on the supposedly protected landward side of Queen Bess Island, off Grand Isle. With oil undisputably hitting the beaches and the number of dead wildlife mounting, BP is switching tactics. I can see them sitting in the room saying, oh my God, the, the more pelicans wearing oil and people are beginning to talk. We got we to gotta come up with some other scam. Call the White House. In, in Orange Beach, people say BP wouldn't let them collect carcasses. Instead, the company was raking up carcasses of oiled seabirds. One resident complained, there's no way th- those birds are going to be autopsied. BP is destroying evidence. Why am I not surprised? The body count of affected wildlife is crucial to prove the harm caused by the spill and also serves as an invaluable tool to evaluate damages to public property. Yeah, the dolphins, sea turtles, whales, seabirds, fish, and more that are owned by who? They're owned by the American public. Disappeared body counts means disappeared damages and disappeared liability for BP. I say BP should not be collecting carcasses, except perhaps for the members of their board of directors. The job should be given to the NOAA, which is a federal agency, and volunteers, as was done in the Exxon Valdez oil spill in Alaska. You know, one of my big worries, Pete, is when uh, major corporations, you know, like the three that own the rest of the world— uh, change their names from, you know, somebody's name yeah. to like the X corporation. Well, that's what, uh, remember when U.S. Steel became USX. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. That's right. And and and, and uh, uh, what was Esso? That was uh, Standard Oil oh, yeah. of, you know, Pennsylvania or, or wherever it was. But recently, like the railroad companies are THX and the, everything has gone down to being a, just, you know, an imitation of the real name when Henry Ford made Fords and, 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 still and GM Ford. made Chevys and, you know. Oh, no, no, excuse no? me. Sorry, sorry. According to an internal memo, 
This is from the Gray Lady. Oh, no. Obtained by the Times. Uh-huh. GM has instructed its employees to stop all uses of the word Chevy. What? Shut my mouth. Yeah, in fact, it can get you fired. A GM memo advises that whether you're talking to a dealer, reviewing dealer advertising, or speaking with friends and family, that you communicate our brand as Chevrolet moving forward. And they say, when you look at the most recognized brands throughout the world, such as Coke or Apple, for instance, one of the things that they focus on is the consistency of their branding. Mm -hmm. Why is this consistency so important? Good question. The more consistent a brand becomes, the more prominent and recognizable it is with the consumer. I might tell them that that's fine, but if that pile of junk doesn't work, I don't care what you call it. And if it's a real workhorse, you can call it a Chevy all day and people will just love it. That's right. And people will love a Chevy more than they will love a, how do you pronounce this? Chevrolet? Yeah, and that's just some thats just some old French. I don't know who the Frenchman was well, they named was it after. Chevrolet anyway, I you mean, know? do I have to go see now Chevrolet Chase but, comedies? But you're she- she- <laughs> yes, Chevrolet Chase. Yeah, oh, do yeah. I have to drive my Chevrolet to the Leverolet? Yeah, or up? You'd have to do that. Well, what's no, happening? That makes no sense. I'll tell you this, Pete. This is my prediction. Okay. Before this news hits the air... They are going to be so embarrassed, humiliated, and generally abject about this stupid move that they will say, Chevy, just say it. Just keep saying Chevy, Chevy, Chevy. Don't say Mini Cooper. No, Mini, no, don't say that. Don't say, say Chevy, Chevy, Chevy. Chevy. Yeah, they'll come out with, we're GM, we're Chevy. And on certain areas of their website, there's still many, many references to Chevy. So we'll just have to wait and see.